This is the Open Forum Podcast. Welcome to another conference coverage episode of the Open Forum Podcast. My name is Mike Miller, joined by my co-host Mike Martinez to bring you the news, helpful insight, and more from the Shape Vermont State Conference. Mike Martinez was able to head up to Vermont at the Killington Mountain Resort to not only give the day one keynote, but to also present and to interview some folks at the conference, including the past, current, and future presidents of Shape Vermont, all in one place. We also get a visit from what sounds like a highly caffeinated Nick Klein later on in the episode. This is a little bit of a long one, so buckle up. You can listen in a few sittings, but there is a whole bunch of great perspective and a whole bunch of great content that Mike was able to get in his time in Vermont. So without further ado, I'll let past Mike take over, and I will see all of you folks on the back end. Just kidding. One more thing. The first interview we feature is the two gentlemen from the Brave Challenge. Mike was having some audio difficulty getting his settings right while he was recording, and we do have a slight echo and a little bit of feedback. I kind of worked my magic with the audio as much as I could, but I did not want to cut it out because the Brave Challenge is something that's really, really amazing, and we definitely wanted to get it on the show. So, Mike, take it away, and I'll see you on the other side. Good morning, everybody. We are here live at the Open Forum Podcast at the Shape Vermont State Convention at the absolutely gorgeous Killington Grand Mountain Resort in Killington, Vermont. If you've never been, folks, it's an absolutely beautiful scene outside and inside. There's, there's energy, there's passion, there's, there's PE teachers, health teachers, adaptive PE teachers all over the place. There's just so much energy, so much excitement. Everyone is gearing up for day two's keynote, which is about to begin in just a few minutes, but I was lucky enough to literally stumble across two of the most inspiring individuals I've certainly ever met in, in, in my career. I want to go as far as to say maybe even in my life. Uh, I would do a disservice if I tried to explain who they are and what they are. So I'm going to cut to our guests and let them introduce themselves and explain why they're here. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Well, thanks. Thanks for having us. So my name is Jeff Thomas and I'm a phys ed teacher at Woodstock Union High School and uh, co-director of the Brave Challenge. I'm Cody Tancredi, and I'm also a director of the Brave Challenge. The Brave Challenge is an obstacle course race that's designed for people with cognitive, emotional, developmental disabilities. Um, we started this idea after an adapted PE class that we created an, an obstacle course, and the kids loved it. So we, we thought this could be something big. And we, we met one day, and I was like, you know, Jeff, I got this idea. You want to make this happen? So we started the Brave Challenge, and we designed all these obstacles to fit the needs of any disability. So we have wheelchair-modified obstacles. We have a different level of difficulty at each obstacle so that, you know, kids, if, if they're autistic and they come up to a, an obstacle that might be a little overwhelming for them, there's always another option for them. And there's always the option to kind of pass it by and not even do it. We start. We had our first event September 22nd. I'll let Jeff tell you a little bit more about that event. 
Yeah, the event was held at Escutney Mountain, and there was 43 participants, and we had 30 volunteers there, and it was just a, a special day. Um, I just got a couple quick stories I got to tell. Right so, yeah, so the first one was uh, our first contestant was Michael. He's a 35-year-old athlete. He came across the finish line. I was ready to put the medallion over his head, and he just was broke down tears, and he hugs me. And the two of us just had that moment where we were teared up, and it felt like, like he just finished the Boston Marathon, and it was such a special moment. And then we have our athlete, Jasper, who was a phenomenal athlete, born with one leg, went through the course four different times. So he made our Facebook page with his climb over Mount Everest. Um, unbelievable. And just recently, one of our teachers was at Home Depot, and uh, Jasper was in there. And he said to Jasper, he says, aren't you the Brave Challenge athlete? And Jasper had that huge grin on his face. And Jasper undid his jacket, and on his body was his medallion that he'd gotten from the Brave Challenge. And this was like a month and a half after the event. So it's pretty special. So not only are you creating awesome opportunities for kids, but you're also creating local celebrities <laughs> yeah. as well, which is, which is pretty fantastic. Um, I mentioned in my, in my keynote yesterday that a lot of my career has oh, yeah. been being in the right place at the right time. Folks, I was literally just walking down the hall minding my own business, and Cody was like, hey, I got a t-shirt for you. And next thing you know, they're telling me this amazing story. Um, I don't know anyone my age, older, younger, who doesn't enjoy Tough Mudders or uh, Warrior Dash or Spartan Runs. So it's so exciting to know that there's opportunities like this that exist for children and adults, sounds like, who have physical or even cognitive ailments that might prevent them from doing those other races, but gives them a chance to have that same experience now. How did this thought come up? Like, what was the genesis behind this? So after that adapted PE class, I really started thinking about all these events that happen, these bigger events like Spartan and we wanted to create an event that was just about them, that was just for them, and uh, something they could look forward to and train for. And so now we have these obstacles, and we have um, local enrichment centers that are calling us and wanting to train for it and prepare. And, and these people are, are excited about something, and it gives us something to look forward to, to train for. Absolutely. On our, yeah, on our webpage, we have the, uh, the different obstacles, and one of the groups from Lebanon actually made some of the obstacles to practice before the event, and they came all dressed in team colors and face painted, and they were really excited, and this one girl, Mary, she had the Superman socks on, the Wonder Woman arm, and she, she rocked it that day. It was incredible, but she had practiced. That is such an awesome experience, and to, to hear about that level of dedication, the same way you or I would train for uh, a marathon, half marathon. These kids and these people are, are getting after it and making sure that they're that they're ready. Uh, you mentioned the first event was just held in September and it was here in Vermont. Yeah. Um, will there be future events in other locations or do people have to travel to Vermont to participate in this? How does that work? So we did the first one at Escutney Mountain in Brownsville, Vermont, and we're hoping to have another one there around the same time of year next year. However, we've had places in Colorado calling us and places all over that want to host Brave Challenge events, um, Hartford High School and other places. So we're hoping to eventually get to where we do a couple a year, but right now we're kind of starting out and um, Scutney Mountain will probably be the location for the next one. And it's kind of centrally located for a lot of the Vermont and New Hampshire areas sure. to, to come. So, so as, as an athlete, if I wanted to participate in one of these events, where would I find information about where they are when they're, when they're being held? Yeah, we have a webpage, and it's www.bravechallenge.org. And they can go on there, and they can register online. 
And we also have Facebook, and it's uh, Facebook, uh, it's The Brave Challenge on Facebook, and you'll be able to get information there. Now, someone like myself, obviously I'm nowhere near the level of shape to compete with Jasper just yet, <laughs> so if I want to take part just as a volunteer, how, would I, how, can I, how can I get involved with that? There's also a volunteer tab on our, on our website where you can click and send us an email saying you want to volunteer. We had 30 volunteers, which was great, and I think that the volunteers got... Just the same amount, if not more, out of that day. There was tears. People wearing sunglasses to cover their, their tears from the day. It's a, it a great day. That is absolutely outstanding. Folks, this, this has been one of the best state conferences I've ever attended. This story is probably the best story I've ever gotten out of, out of a conference, out of meeting another person. It just goes to show what's possible for not just children with disabilities, but children in general, when the right minds and the right hearts are in the right place to do the right things for people. Um, I don't want to hold up too much of your guys' time. I know the keynote's about to start. Cody and Jeff, thank you guys so much for, for everything you're doing and for popping on the podcast for a few minutes. I really appreciate oh, that's it. That was awesome. Thank, thank you, you for yeah. giving this opportunity. Yeah. Great really to meet you guys. Awesome. Again, www.bravechallenge.org. Folks, check it out. Get involved. Participate. Volunteer. This is bound to be an event unlike any you've ever experienced before. Thanks again, guys. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Martinez back with you here at the Open Forum Podcast, coming to you live from the Shape Vermont Conference here at Killington Grand Resort. We're hanging out just outside the U.S. Games booth here in the, the exhibit hall. We just got done listening to uh, an incredibly uh, moving and important and, and, and inspiring keynote speech from Molly Creamer. Uh, but we're back on the mics and getting ready for lunch, hopefully in a few minutes. But I had time to snag one of uh, one of Vermont's finest, who I got to hang out with quite a bit last night. I will let him introduce himself and uh, and take it away. Yeah, I'm Matt LeBlanc. I teach in Brattleboro uh, at Green Street, a K through six elementary school. B. Excellent, Matt. Great. It was like I said before, a great time hanging out with you last night and getting to chat a little bit about about you and what you do here in Vermont. What what is it about this conference that makes you? Want to come to it? I've been coming to this conference for about eight years now since I've been in college, and it was a great experience then. It's a great experience now, and I learn something new every year to take back. Um, and I get to see you guys <laughs> and the other uh, vendors. Really, that's one of my favorite things: is just interacting, talking to people, seeing the new equipment, making new um, friends, and communicating with them after the conference and setting up new things. Maybe presenting together in a future conference. Absolutely, yeah. we, were, we were talking about maybe a, a shape. Salt Lake City kind of, uh, pre presentation for next year. So fingers crossed, hopefully we can put something in the works for that there. Uh, you mentioned hanging out with the vendors and getting to see new stuff. It's, a, it's always fun to set up this little, this little podcast set up in front of their booth. I, I get to see all the newest gear and see people touching and playing and experiencing new things. Um, what, what, what's been the coolest thing you've seen so far? At the conference? In the last two days, yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely one of the coolest things that some new heart rate tech I saw. Absolutely. And, um, I have some old heart rate tech, but the way that the technology is moving and being able to put it on your screen, I really think it motivates kids and gives me something that I can grade and talk to kids about and parents because they come in like, why does my kid have a lower score for the last couple of weeks in PE? And I'm like, well, they haven't been putting a lot of effort in. What does effort mean? 
you know, and that's a very like, well, this is what effort means to me. Whereas like a heart rate monitor or a step counter is, well, they haven't been getting their steps. They haven't been getting their target heart rate zone um, effort wise. And that's very concrete. I think it's a great tool and I want to really move my P program using that kind of technology. Absolutely. I think you hit the nail right on the head. I feel like it's that, that concrete, zero ambiguity evidence that uh, not just to you know help navigate those those parent conversations, but you mentioned that immediate feedback for students. Yeah, absolutely. when you can project you know thirty heart rates up on a, yeah. on a on a board or up on a wall, kids can see immediately at not just what their number is, but what that number means for their body. Yes, when they're huffing and puffing, they can look up. Okay, I just moved to a different zone. That mm -hmm. means I'm working pretty hard, or I feel like I'm working hard, but my heart rate isn't isn't where it needs to be. I can push it a little further. Then you get those friendly competitions between kids. Absolutely, and it, it's so great motivator they, mm -hmm. it's, they're excited oh I want to get my heart rate to that next color the next zone where I'm getting better exercise whereas like I talk about signs of exercise and things with the younger students it's just not as exciting like putting your hand on your wrist or <laughs> oh you're sweating you're getting exercise it doesn't mean as much as seeing that nice big number where they can really relate to it and get excited about it for sure one thing I've mentioned um, I've done a few presentations where we talked about fitness and things of that nature. I know Vermont is making the, the big shift towards fitness testing with Fitnessgram uh, starting this year. It's I've struggled in the past to really drive those fitness components home to kids and really make it concrete, really make it uh, meaningful mm -hmm. to them. I feel like, again, taking your pulse is one thing, but seeing the number, seeing a, a color attached to that number makes it so much easier to have those conversations and, and teach those concepts. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so bringing back the, uh, the the conference itself, which has been an absolute great two days so far. What's the best session you've been to? I think my uh, favorite session is we have a really cool um, leadership and ropes course crew here, and I, I teach a adventure program uh, back at my school and another school. I actually travel one day a week to do a just a strictly adventure program there. Very cool. So it was really um, awesome to speak with those uh, women about. Um, their ropes courses and how they support that and then they had an awesome session on team building games that I learned three, at least three or four new ones I'm going to take back and, and use in the next couple of weeks for sure. I always love those, those team building activity sessions. I feel like that's something that no matter what age level you teach it's never bad to teach team building cooperative games and stuff like that. No, it's awesome. You mentioned the ropes course. Uh, have you had a chance to get out to the Killington Grand ropes course? I'll back over here. This year I didn't make it. It was 33 degrees. <laughs> it's a little cold to have your hands out and be climbing. But a year ago I did climb on it. Um, and it's awesome because you hook in like yourself mm -hmm. and you can kind of explore on your own. Whereas like a lot of ropes courses, like you're doing this one thing and you're going across. There you hook in and you can do whatever challenge you want. You go for the big challenge. You can just go, you know, have fun and do the casual ones. It's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Certainly if the, if the, the people and the sessions and the content wasn't enough. Shape Vermont steps it up even more with this ridiculous four-story ropes course, uh, zip line uh, track track they have out there, a, a mountain coaster. Mountain coaster yeah. So uh, I, because I'm you know a New York City boy over here, I, I had to brave the elements yesterday. Awesome. For those of you who were not aware of this previous conversation, I forgot to pack pants, like actual long pants, for my trip to Vermont. So I was out there in shorts and 33 degrees, and we had snow on the ground. Snow on the ground in absolutely. October, yeah. But it, it, it definitely, I think, helps make the experience even that much more. Absolutely. Um, we've got a couple hours here left in day two. Is there anything left on your schedule that you're like, have circled or highlighted in your program that you have to catch before you leave? Uh, I haven't I've even looked. I've, I know lunch is on that important list, but um, I'm definitely going to go to at least one or two more before I head out. 
Um, and it looks like a much nicer day today. Yes, yes. For maybe some for 60 uh, degrees today. So yeah, something getting outside on on the way home or something. For sure, yeah, for uh, sure. lunch definitely is uh, priority number one for yep. for many people, myself included. So hopefully we can grab some grub and then uh, get back after in, in the afternoon. Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure meeting you this week. Thanks for popping on the show. Thanks and for having me. Keep doing great things, brother. Thank you. Great to meet you. Folks, Mike Martinez back with you here in the Open Forum Podcast. Uh, Shape Vermont is rocking and rolling on day two. And don't ask me how, but I managed to nab the absolute busiest person in the entire state of Vermont, a, a repeat guest on the Open Forum Podcast. We first met Sue Yesalonia yeah. at Shape Nashville a couple months back. Yeah. Now we're here on, on her home turf, and I'm, I'm honored to be able to chat with you for a little bit. Sue, how's it going this week? We have had a great week. Uh, Vermont Shape has uh, had two full days of sessions, very well attended. Mm -hmm. um, the sessions I've presented I've been very happy with and have been received well. Absolutely. Uh, for those of you who don't see the program, every other session is being led by Sue, it feels like. She's been all over the Killington Grand Resort for the last two days. Uh, I've been, this is my first time being here uh, for the Vermont State Conference. I'm wowed by the number of people who are here, the energy, the passion, and it's, it's great to see that I'm not the only one who kind of gets that, that vibe here. Vermont has a great family of physical educators. Um, I know that in the past we had the EDA family. A lot of us were uh, involved with that family. Well, the Vermont Shape family is very solid. Um, our state is small enough with population and numbers that we all become friends and we respect each other's places and work well together. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a vibe that you can pick up on that everyone seems to know each other, not just on a, you know, oh, I've seen that face before, but actually know each other yeah. and definitely has a, a great family vibe. Yeah. Uh, so the last time we talked in March, I believe it was, Vermont was piloting a spring fitness gram rollout in preparation for the state mandate where everyone would be doing it in the fall. Correct. What's that process been like over the last five, six months or so? What's the feedback you've been getting from, from teachers? So in May of 2018, we piloted fitness gram and Brockport um, physical fitness test mm -hmm. as um, our Vermont fitness assessment. Uh, Right now, what we did is that we surveyed teachers, we are reacting to the survey responses, we are improving our trainings, our communication with the field, and I believe that we are on a great path to a successful assessment in 2019. Our training plan has improved. We still use the uh, Presidential Youth Fitness Program training of trainers style, and um, we reach out to teachers in every district, and they become trainers, and then that's how I'm able to do my job, because <laughs> it's one of one. And the the other piece is I have a great team in, at the agency um, working with me, and we're extending out the um, Vermont Physical Fitness Assessment. It's a suite now. It's a suite of tests. So it starts with Fitnessgram, which 95% of our kids can, um, can access. Sure. But then we extend it to Brockport, and now we're developing what we call the individual fitness assessment. And that is for the kids that don't fit in or can't access Fitnessgram or Brockport. Wow. So how can we extend this out and make sure that we reach all our students and make them feel part of the, the process and assure they have fitness education? Sure. And obviously, anyone who's in this field knows the importance of teaching about fitness components, conducting these assessments so kids can kind of start to take ownership over their own personal fitness journey. I, you know, from what I've seen, it's been pretty inspiring to see 
how much of this conference even alone is dedicated towards getting teachers comfortable with the tests, with the analysis, and things of that nature. So it, it really shows, in no uncertain terms, Vermont's commitment to making sure teachers are comfortable, so students are comfortable, so everyone is it's successful. A, it's a very positive thing. This is about assuring the health of our students. And if they aren't healthy, that's fine. Let's fix it. Absolutely. So. Sue, I know you have 22 more sessions to get to in the next two hours and lunch uh, to boot. Thank you so much for popping on for a few Absolutely. minutes. Absolutely. And keep doing wonderful things for the teachers of Vermont. Thank you. I'm sure they appreciate it. All right. Thank you very Great much. Great to talk to you again. Yeah. All right, folks. Day two afternoon of the Shape Vermont State Conference is underway here at the Killington Grand Resort. Just finished an absolutely amazing lunch provided by Shape Vermont. They're really putting on a, a first class, high rate show here for the PE teachers of Vermont and surrounding areas. I'm very, very fortunate in this little break before the afternoon sessions to actually be joined by one of these superstar presenters who's been rocking the conference so far. Kate, why don't you introduce yourself, tell everyone who you are. Hi, I'm Kate Harney. I'm a lecturer at Norwich University. Um, this is my first year presenting at the conference, so that was a big step for me. Yeah, and um, this is my fourth year attending. Very, very cool. So I, I've been fortunate to be a guest or an attendee at a few different state conferences. This one seems to have an energy unlike anything I've ever seen. What's been your experience having been an attendee before and now leading a session for the first time? Yeah, so I actually um, came here from New York, so I've been to you know, the New York Aford sure. set of um, conferences. And the big difference is everyone in Vermont knows each other Absolutely. here. Absolutely. I noticed that. Um, <laughs> you know, you run into the same people year after year after year, and it br brings everyone together in a really cool community. Mm -hmm. um, I love bringing my students here. Um, it's, it's such an advantage to have this community here to bring them to and to sure. experience this because it's such a fun conference. And it's got a great balance of activities and especially with our change to proficiency-based learning um, skills to use to bring right into the classroom and be able to apply them next week. For sure. Uh, you mentioned bringing your students here. I mentioned yesterday in my keynote that when I was a pre-service teacher, even a first, second, third year teacher, I had no idea what my state conference had to offer me, why I should go, why I should be a member of my state organization. What does it mean for you as a lecturer, and, and how important is it for our undergrads or graduate students to be involved in an organization like this and a conference like this? I, I think it's one of the top priorities for us to teach our students how to be active members of our community. And our community is PE and health, and this is where it's the strongest. Um, I also, you know, we start out forcing them to present at this conference, and it turns into something bigger and an experience where they get to interact with a lot of different teachers who teach a variety of different um, environments, especially with, you know, Vermont being like, hey, you teach K through, eight K or you know six through twelve and how those teachers look at different activities and say hey yeah I can adopt this for my sixth graders or for my twelfth graders and interacting with those teachers and see you know get a different viewpoint and bring more experience to the activities that they are presenting on. I feel like you touched on a pretty interesting point being someone who's presenting for the first time <laughs> yourself it's probably a, a really neat experience to quote unquote force these you know the, the, these youngsters to present because 
if it goes well, if they enjoy it, now that it's not an awkward or daunting task, once they're five, six, ten years in, they can say, oh, this is just something I do on a yearly basis. Share what I have, learn from others, and make that a regular part of their professional journey. Yeah, I, I wish I had presented as an undergrad or a graduate student. It would have been, I wouldn't have been quite so nervous this week leading up to it. But it, it turned into a great conversation to have with them because we were having that same experience in this week leading up to, to Thursday. Um, and we got to talk, you know, open up, talk about, hey, what's making us nervous? Why, what are we concerned about? What can we review? And, you know, what parts of our presentations do we really, are, are the sticking points and that we need to get ironed out before we actually present in front of our colleagues. Absolutely. Uh, so aside from prepping to deliver your, your first knockout presentation, <laughs> uh, what's been the coolest thing that you've seen or, or heard or been a part of so far this week? You know, this conference you always run into, it's so much fun just meeting new people. Um, I think the networking piece is such a great opportunity and being able to, to connect at different um, at different seminars for for ideas sure. and having those like close-knit conversations with one or two other people of how does this actually look what does this actually look like in your classroom and how can like me in the college and university setting how can I bring that experience to my students so when they run into it when they're you know out in the real world uh, how can they find a way to cope or make better or um, improve the situation that they're in, especially in Vermont where you're alone right off the bat. You don't have a big, you don't have any other PE teacher or health teacher in your school and you're lucky if you have one or two other ones in your district. Right. Go back to something you mentioned before. I do think the networking piece is such an important part, especially at a conference like this. You mentioned it's, it's more than just recognizing a face or knowing a name. Like everyone here seems to actually know each other. And I think it's so critically important for people who are just starting out their careers to meet these people, get to know who's who, who can help them out once they get into the real world. I'll let you get back to sessions and enjoying and crushing this afternoon. But thank you so much for taking a few minutes. So yeah, thanks for having us. me. It's really nice to meet you. Absolutely. And thanks for coming here. Your your uh, keynote was amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, folks, day two of the Shape Vermont State Convention. Mike Martinez here at the Open Forum Podcast. Uh, I'd like to go out on a limb and say that I saved the best for last today. I got the, the three Musketeers slash the three Amigos. Some would say the three Stooges. Uh, but the, the folks who are responsible for putting on what's been an absolute first-class, top-dollar show. Uh, I am joined. You know what? I actually let Kate and Phil and Matt kind of do their own intro, explain who they are, what they are and how this week has come to be. So folks, take it away. I'm Phil Chaput. I'm the past president and conference chair. Been working hard with Matt and Kate over the past year to put this together. And I'm a elementary school uh, phys ed teacher at Thetford Elementary. Uh, my name is Matt Bristol and I'm the current president. Uh, actually, well, I just became the past president at the business meeting at lunch and uh, had a great person to follow uh, with Phil leading the way before me. Um, and I'm a preschool through eight physical education teacher in Putney, Vermont, which is located in the very south tip of Vermont, uh, next to New Hampshire and Massachusetts. And I'm Kate McCord. I just became the current president of Shape Vermont, 
and I worked alongside Matt and Phil to put the conference together. <laughs> um, and I am a PE teacher grades three through six in Rutland City, which is not too far from where we are right now, which is uh, in Killington. So cool to, to be here with the, the past, the present, and the future <laughs> of health and PE in Vermont. Folks, what, what has this week been like? What has the time leading up to this week been like? What does it take to put on uh, a conference of this magnitude? Well, uh, you know, it's ever when last year's conference ended, it basically started planning then for, for this year's conference. It takes a lot of uh, time, just not only uh, like talking to presenters or exhibitors, but you're trying to like make sure like your menus are correct, make sure people have power where they need to have it. It takes a lot of uh, a lot of work, but I've had a you know a great cast with Matt and Kate to help out putting the program together. You know, um, Phil and I have kind of talked about it several ways uh, in terms of when you have something like this, all the workload should have been done months ago. Um, so really, once once the event is here, uh, Phil's analogy is just kind of jump on the train and enjoy the ride, which is definitely what it's been. There's a few things here and there, logistics that got to get sorted out, but. Most of the work is done ahead of time, and Phil did a really great job with kind of organizing the schedule and kind of giving us, Kate and I, assignments to work on to, to piece together things he couldn't get done, and um, I'm really happy with, with how things work, worked out, and like yeah. Phil said, I'm, I'm going to go back on Monday and start planning for next year, 2019. Working out, you know, and, and contacting keynotes, you know, and, you know, like we had Mr. Martinez here as a keynote. That's and right. Molly Creamer from the Find the Courage campaign, so just making sure that getting their schedules all lined up and all that stuff is also a part of it. Yeah, and I think just making connections with different vendors and, and hopefully making them feel appreciated and happy and they want to come back because we are really at the mercy of, of who wants to present, who can make the trip to be a keynote, um, who can be a, uh, an exhibitor and have that in their budget. So um, we kind of put it together, the logistics, but we, we really depend on the phys ed and health community to be able to help bring it up to the bar where it should be. I had mentioned, I believe to Phil, maybe to a couple of you over the last day or so, that I can speak to the prep and the anxiety and the nerves of like presenting a session and what goes into that. I can't imagine on a scale this big with so many different moving parts what that process looks like, but somehow the three of you have made it seem and feel so seamless even though I saw firsthand, you might, you know, I, I walked into a room and didn't have a, a projector. And I don't even think Phil blinks, like, oh, I'll be back in a second. And poof, a projector magically appeared. Or, you know, someone doesn't know what room they're supposed to be in. Or the room isn't the right size for their activity. And it really goes to speak towards your teamwork and your organization in conjunction, I guess, with the Killington Grand staff who yeah. have been helping they're out with great. AV stuff and food stuff. Um, it just makes what's... what's must be a very daunting task. It just seems so easy and, and so flawless. So definitely my invisible hat's off to, hmm. to you for making that happen. I'll say one more thing, um, a big shout out to our executive director, Lisa Plebin, because the way our, our board works, I don't know how it is in other states, but you know the conference chair is rotating every year. So if there's not great communication between confer, uh, conference chair to conference chair, or past president to past president, then um, there's definitely some information that's important about running the conference that's lost. So you want the handing of the torch to happen as much as possible, right? For um, sure. So Lisa, at least as our exec director, is that one common piece that's there every time, and she's kind of our, our leader and, and our reminder, our constant reminder, no, hey, you guys get this done. So for example, for the projectors, even though it says you need to bring your own projector stuff, we 
no, people are not going to do that or, or might not have access to that. So we, that's how it ends up seamless is we are prepared for that and we make sure that we have three spare projectors on hand and extra cords and, and then also we make ourselves available to go deal with those situations as, as needed. So it's all well thought out ahead of time. And we're yeah, just once we're, once we're here, like they said, or Matt said, it's just, you know, get on the train and just once it's moving, we're all just kind of, you know, we got to fix stuff when we need to, but we got to, you know, over 250 people here and we got to make sure that you know everything is accommodating to them and their sessions are top-notch and it kind of was a sigh of relief to show up uh, Wednesday night to get things going just because obviously we have full this is not our full-time job this is a volunteer thing so we're teaching and we're coaching and we have families and we haven't actually seen each other in person since maybe August and before that uh, it was even longer so we don't see each other in person often so a lot of this is just done in video conferences and thousands of emails back and forth so it feels good just to be a, I'm a very face-to-face -face person so it feels good to to show up on Wednesday night and then be able to talk about things um, and finally be able to meet in person to get things going. Absolutely. Matt just mentioned the accessibility piece, making yourself available. I can't help but notice that while you are, all three of you are flying around this resort, putting out fires and attending to people's needs, you're also very active in all the sessions that are taking place and you're, you know, getting involved and making sure you're still getting stuff out of this conference as well, which I think helps to add to the feeling that is so, so present that like this is a, a, a family type affair. I feel like yeah, every person in this building knows every person in this building and helps to bring that together. Can you speak a little bit to what that, you know, from, from your perspective living here and working here, what that feels like and what that means to you guys? Um, well, I'll just say is just I think I've always been one to just have fun. I think a few years ago is when I started really getting comfortable in sessions, and ever since then, I've learned that it's like I can be this person every session. I can be, I can bring the energy. I can ask questions. I can have a lot of fun. Uh, I, and it got to the point where I remember even like nationals, especially with my, my old partner Matt. You know, we had people coming up to us after sessions, being like, "Whoa, it was fun to watch you, man!" Like I'm like, "Hey, I'm just having a lot of fun out here learning." As much as I, I respect people on the sidelines taking notes, I personally learn a lot more by being directly involved and, and directly playing. And then also, I, I get to connect more with those people. Um, the partner that I had and then we're always switching partners so the new partner that I have or the teams we get put in um, and vice versa so it's it's um, it, but in Vermont in general it's it's people coming after year it's a small state we only have about 250 people come and so in a big percentage of those people are recurring you know they've been coming for years right so absolutely I want to jump in and interrupt here really quick <laughs> because I am taken off and I just want to say goodbye to this amazing group this is Nick Klein and uh, this guy right here that I'm standing next to Mike Martinez was off the chain with the keynote speaker first ever if he has not tuned his own horn I'm going to do it for him so a little clap to him horns have and not the, been tuned in by the way woo. we've not been tuning any horns well so. then <laughs> so these three people sit across from me Matt, Phil, and Kate are also amazing and if you have not been to Vermont you have to get here because this this picture like amazing like scenery that, that you can't really picture but like if you just see like a mountain with like snow-capped like tops and everything like that's what you're getting in Vermont and just great people to be surrounded by so things are our first Mystery like guest appearance. Yes. Podcast, yes. By the way. Special guest appearance. And now I'm going to jump in my car and drive five hours home. So thank you all for an awesome conference. Thanks, yeah, thank you. Thanks for having travels. Well, now that I had the life officially scared out of me, um, bring this conversation somehow back to a respectable, professional level place. Um, I mean, I would just say, even to go with what what Matt was saying, you know, to to, to you 
we are a small state, but again, we, I mean, I've only rarely see Matt and, and Kate, like, unless it's on a video chat, very rarely, but to see them in person and then you get to meet new people and you remember like, oh yeah, I remember you like from the year before and you know, you get to like connect with them and like Matt was saying in sessions, if you, you know, if you're like in there and moving and you know, it's great. Like we had our uh, round net session with, with you and Nick, uh, Mike, and it was just great to be moving around to different partners and it's just like, it is, it's like a family, a family band. Yeah, I'm someone that didn't go to college in Vermont. I didn't grow up in Vermont. So when I moved here for my first year teaching, I didn't know anyone. So my first conference, I knew the two teachers, like, you know, in my building that came with me um, or my district. But um, so now I'm, this is my seventh year coming to the conference. And being on the board has definitely helped me get to know other people. Taking some classes with other, you know, Vermont PE teachers have helped. Um, But just, yeah just not being afraid to introduce yourself to people um we're all here for the same reason no one's gonna think you're being too goofy or whatever like you know and i really think one of the cool things about the conferences is that it kind of puts you in the shoes of your students for a second because when you're in sessions that are active and you kind of feel hesitant to be the person like what if i look silly i think it's just a good reminder of like oh our students think that all the time in pe what if i look ridiculous what if my friends make fun of me so it's just like a good kind of reflective thing as well I think absolutely again I know I've noticed that you've been in the sessions you've been leading meetings and giving away raffles and been all over the place what, what has been the the coolest thing that you've seen so far or the the best session you've been to what's one thing that stands out as like a, a highlight from this week Hmm. I'll go first. Yeah. I really like the, your um, keynote was amazing, but I really also really liked the Molly Creamers, the Find the Courage. I think that that is something that, and yours kind of paired well with well with hers actually, just finding the courage to. And it's all about perspective and taking a risk. So I thought that was nice that they matched up. But Molly Creamers with Find the Courage was really great, kind of teaching our students to not be bystanders but be upstanders, upstanders. And I just think that that was just a really important message for people to hear. Yeah, I I think you know. As, what, as much as we were like in a lot of sessions, it was more like we're in those sessions for like 10 to 15 minutes. The only session was the, the round ball one, which was the you know US Games one, which was great. You know, that I kind of stayed in there for, for a while and it was just, you know, it was very dynamic and great to be a part. Yeah, I'm kind of gonna go back to your, your question before real quick, but Phil kind of brings up, it's like, uh, we try to make a point to get to, especially our platinum sponsors, like get into their sessions just to support them and be there for them and, and uh, be a face there to make them feel welcome and comfort. Uh, and I think it's really important as, as the president or president-elect or whatever position you hold kind of higher up to be humble and transparent, but also set the example um, in those sessions of like, hey, this is what an um, attendee should look like. You know, sure. we should be active, but also say that, hey, I'm not I'm not better than you because I'm a president. It's like, I'm still going to get in here and, and um, do everything you're doing. And hey, by the way, you could be president. You know, it's Absolutely. like, we're, we're all here together. Um, for me, I really love the keynotes um, and, and some of the sessions, but I think for me, a more personal, powerful, powerful thing for me um, was the awards uh, ceremony. So for me personally, as the awards chair, I get the privilege of calling those people on the phone and letting them know several weeks before the conference. And, and that's really special to me. To, to share that special moment with them. But then on top of that, um, I was able to give the Distinguished Service Award this year to this woman named Angie Farasi, and um, her son is here with her who's in seventh grade, and I shared a story with him of that. I met 
her when I was his age. So when I was in seventh grade, she started working at my school, and just a few years ago, she just left that school for a new school. So she she put in a good 15 plus years at that school, and I was there when she first first got there. And now it's gone full circle. I, I was in Atlantic City a few years ago for Eastern Districts, and I saw I bumped into her at like you know a social or bar scene or something like that. And I was like, what are you doing here? And then from that point on, it's I'm seeing her at all the conferences, and, and so be able to have that moment with her this morning, giving her an award. Um, that was kind of my highlight, I think. That is so cool, you know, seeing how we come full circle from student to teacher. Now you're presenting her with an award, which she might have given you one in seventh grade for being your, your wonderful, awesome self. Uh, I believe it was Phil mentioned a little while, or maybe Matt mentioned, that we have about 250, close to 300 people who are here. I, I'm guessing there's probably about the same number, maybe a little bit less than that, who aren't here. As the, the leaders of you know, this, this PE and health charge in your state, what would be your message to someone who's listening, maybe didn't come this year, or one of our pre-service teachers or college students who don't know if or why they should come to this conference? Why should they be here next year? I'll say, for start, that, my, that conversation started for me with those people would be why, why do you not come? And, and then I'd, I'd gauge a conversation off of that. So I don't come because I don't have professional development money, or we can't get subs, or, um, you know, I just think there's something better out there. So what is that better thing? I'd like to know, and how can we make that part of our, our conference? So more or less, I would rather be interviewing them than, than them interviewing us and just wanting to know why they, they don't find value in our, our programming. I mean, I would say for, you know, you know, the other teachers of Vermont that, you know, that it's a great opportunity to, to, to network, to, to gain, um, you know, expertise and things that you may not know. We had a, a, somebody doing a martial arts session earlier, like, and that's very, you know, foreign to me, didn't know anything about it, just kind of, you know, when I walked in there, there were 20 people, you know, very engaged, and, but there's nothing, you know, there's something for everybody here we try to do that and then just being able to you know come together as PE and health teachers to have that camaraderie and uh, come together and to what Matt was saying I know it can be tough uh, whether you're trying to get a sub or PD money but I think if you you know make it puts a little effort into it I think you could try you could make it work either for one day or both days but just to you know to try to make it out here for next our next conference and just kind of echoing your keynote like of either you know, change it or change your perspective. So if there's something that we can do better, and we know we can do things better, always working to you know do better, um, know better, do better. But um, if there's something that you think that we are missing that could really benefit you and you know the other population of teachers in Vermont, um, tell us about it and help us change it, or you know present on that topic that you think we need, etc. So if you're not coming because you you know don't think that there's something here for you, maybe you're the person that brings it to the conference for us. For sure. I uh, do, I think, I don't know if it's your keynote, Mike, or, or someone else mentioned at some point about, um, but it's true to our state that we're all very isolated. Um, so I know the, all three of us are isolated, and maybe not so much Kate, but um, I'm the only PE teacher pre-K through eighth grade in my building. There are nine other PE teachers in my district, but I mean the closest one is a few, is four miles, five miles down the road. We don't have a lot of opportunity within our district to even meet, um, and people aren't taking time out of their free time to meet as district PE teachers. So this is really your, your one shot, sure chance to connect with people in your field directly related to phys ed and health and, and do that networking, that piece that you can't do. I actually watched um, three, three of my uh, 
you know, colleagues that I've gotten to know over the years here, they're actually using an empty room during a session. They skipped sessions and they just were sitting down with notepads and sharing ideas. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. and, and so they made their own session. Too, yeah, you know? for sure. I, I certainly want to reiterate everything that the three of you just mentioned. The networking is definitely huge. The, the content is huge. I'm surprised no one mentioned the, the heated outdoor pool, <laughs> free lunches, or the, the ropes, ropes course. course. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah the, that's not a selling point. I don't, I don't know I what I mean, there's is. a roller coaster that takes you through the mountain. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. What Nick Klein didn't say is with the, also in Vermont, we are, we're very known for, what, for our foliage, right? So mm -hmm. we have the foliage, we have the mountain, and, and like Mike said, all these, these fun um, outdoor obstacle courses we had available. And Kate put it nicely. We have to make our members know that we don't always give gift bags or anything like that, but we do pay for this really cool obstacle course and this mountain coaster that's on that's available to us at Killington Resort here um, in the pool. So like, that's our gift to them is like go out and enjoy this um, sure. and be active and enjoy our Vermont scenery. Um, and, and I'll just put one more plug about Nick Klein has said that we're, we're pretty notorious here at Vermont for, for feeding our, our members better mm -hmm. than, than most places. So <laughs> we'll keep that pride on our shoulder. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Matt just mentioned that there's you know a few teachers who are sharing ideas kind of not as part of a session but on their own, not only, the, I mean, I got a ton out of every session that I, I popped into this week, but in talking with one of your board members, I think, uh, Catherine Patch, mm -hmm. was telling me about this awesome skateboarding unit that she does at her school, which had nothing to do with the conference, but still something that I picked up that I might be able to bring back to my school now. So I, I think just being in this environment with so many of these like, passionate, brilliant people, you never know, you're bound to get at least one new thing you can bring back and give it a shot if you want, it doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, well, it's something new that you picked up on. I think I always have two goals from every conference, and that is to have one big dream, you know, maybe something like that, something that I can bring to my school in five years, and then I have a dream that I have, you know, or, or something I could do on Monday morning. So you have those two things. I think we talked about that last night a little bit of, you know, you want this big idea where, like, I get bikes at my school or I get skateboards at my school or whatever, and then there's I also want something I can do Monday morning, first block, that's different, that I'm just easy to implement. Absolutely. So hopefully we do that. I will say that my my big dream was accomplished. I'm sitting across the table from the three of you folks right now, so I can check that off my bucket list for wow. sure. So, <laughs> thank you, Mike. That's so nice. I but know you mean it. In a hundred percent sincerity and honesty, I can't you for any and every role that you played in having me come out here for this conference. It, I've been to a couple different state conferences. This has a feel unlike anything else that I've seen from the from the family atmosphere, the location the quality of the sessions so thank you all for for the amount of work the the amount of dedication the time that no one knows that you're putting in but you folks definitely know yeah, you're putting definitely. in Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. much. I know that I told you I was going to take five minutes of your time. I think I'm over by about right. ten times that amount. <laughs> That's okay. So I will let you get back to sessions and, and ending this day on a high note. But thank you again, Kate yeah. and Phil and Matt, for, for being here, for being on the show. Thank you. For everything you've done this week. Yeah. Thanks, thank Mike. You so thank much. you. Thank you. That is going to do it for our coverage of Shape Vermont. Thanks again to all of the guests for taking time out of their busy conference days to be on with Mike. We really appreciate it. If you would like to contact the show, you can always email us at openforumpod at gmail.com. We've got a couple great show ideas and a couple of awesome questions, which we are actually going to be featuring on an upcoming episode. If you'd like to tweet at the show, you can tweet at openphized or at Mike and I directly at phizedfreak or at coachmillerpe. Thanks again to all of the guests and for you folks for tuning in. And until next time, stay active, everyone.
This podcast and all of the great services provided by Open are made possible through the support of U.S. Games and BSN Sports. Every time you purchase physical education and athletic equipment through U.S. Games and BSN Sports, you are supporting a network of teachers helping teachers. Open is a public service organization. Learn more at openphyzed.org.